Last week, we handed out some commitment forms in your bulletins. We put those back in your bulletins this week also, in case you weren't here last week or you lost yours already. And so take those with you. Make sure you fill those out. Get them back to us as soon as you can. Drop them in the buckets on the way out. We'll have ushers with the black buckets. You can drop them in there. You can mail them to us. Give them to the welcome desk people. Hand them to me. Just get them back to us as soon as you can uh, so that we can know uh, what we're going to be doing with Kingdom Builders uh, specifically. So Kingdom Builders is about three things. Global missions, local church expansion, and compassion ministry. So let me explain what I mean real quick. In Mark 16, Jesus said this to his disciples, both then and now, you and me and them. He said it to all of us. He said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Listen, beloved, Aaron and I, we gave four years of our lives to missions in China. Kennedy was three months old when we moved to China, to a place where we did not fit in, we did not speak the language or understand the culture, all so that people far from God could be reconciled back to him, all so that light could shine in the darkness. And so my heart as your pastor beats for missions global missions. And global includes here, by the way. When you say globe, we're talking about the whole globe, right? Us included. So my heart beats for this, reaching people here through ministries like Youth for Christ, Miracle Camp, and spreading the gospel to places that you and I may never go, right? Tanzania, Peru, Basque Country, Africa. I'm convinced that there would be no church without missions, right? And that's just, that's not a, shouldn't be a revolutionary thing, uh, it's, it's, it's logic, right? Think about it. This movement that we call Christianity that Jesus started, started on the other side of the globe. If it weren't for the disciples and the apostles leaving the comfort of their hometown, home country, and spreading the gospel of Jesus, you and I would have never gotten it, right? The church wouldn't exist if there was no missions and if it wasn't for the apostles and disciples following this Mark 16 command to go out and, and spread the gospel. And so this is, this is important, global missions, reaching people who don't know Christ, who we might not ever see in our church. That's what Kingdom Builders is about. And it's also about local church expansion. Look at this verse 2. It says in Matthew 5, 14, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we're not only to send people to other people, reach people outside of these, this area, on the other side of the world, or people that you and I uh, will never see personally, but we're also supposed to be the light, right? Be the light of the world. We are a city set on a hill, a lamp set on a stand. We, you and me, everyone here at Great Oaks, we are to let our light shine. We're to be visible in presence. Like 2 Corinthians 5 says, we're to carry the message of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ right here through the, cho- the church. The local church is supposed to be this expanding, ever-growing, ever-building organism to give glory to God. 
We build the kingdom by shining the light brighter, by shining the light in new places that need Jesus. We build out, we expand out to reach more people here in central Illinois. Kingdom Builders is about putting money, time, energy, and other resources into planting Great Oaks campuses and communities that need the light. It's both. Missions go to the other end of the world, go to people who will never come in here, and it's here, local, right? Local church expansion. Everything we do in both camps is about building the kingdom of God locally and abroad. You with me so far? All right. We're just jumping in today. You guys good with that? No cute story to start us off. All right. And then the other aspect of the kingdom builders is compassion ministry. Look at this passage in Deuteronomy on the screen, Deuteronomy 15. It says, If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him and lend him sufficient for his need whatever it may be. So wherever the Lord expands us as the local church, as Great Oaks, whatever towns and communities we end up in, we are to open our hands to those in need, right? We are to live a life of an open hand to those in the greatest need. Look at verse 10. You shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him. Because for this The Lord, your God, will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy and to the poor in your land. So we build the kingdom of God through evangelism, through missions here and abroad, through the expansion of the local church, and by caring for those in need, compassion ministries. God has given us a mandate to reach out to those in the greatest need. Jesus called them the least of these. The book of Isaiah says that a ministry to the poor, the needy, the oppressed, is the only kind of worship that God accepts. This is a mandate from God. It's all over the scriptures. This is what we as the church are supposed to do, us. Not the government, not other nonprofits. This is what the church is supposed to do. You and me, we are to open our hands to those in need. So through Kingdom Builders, we jump on the front lines. We support Convoy of Hope, who feeds over 160,000 kids in Haiti and other impoverished countries every single day. They also are are many times the first on the scene with, with relief after a natural disaster like wildfires or hurricanes in our country and in other countries. But we do that both here and Other places, we support local compassion ministries like the Dream Center, Southside Mission, Snack Pack, Reclaimed, Heartline, and a ton more. Compassion ministry will always, as long as I'm your pastor, compassion ministry will always be a big part of what we do at Great Oaks to build the kingdom of God, both here and all over the world. So that's kingdom builders. Global missions, local church expansion, and compassion ministry. That's what you're getting into as a kingdom builder. And this is, this is absolutely financial. A piece of this is financial. This is you praying what the Lord 
asking what the Lord would have you give above and beyond your tithe. This is about rearranging financial priorities. Maybe it's sacrificing something, less Starbucks or less eating out, or maybe it's holding off on the new truck or whatever it is so that you can finance the building of the kingdom of God. And, and we're asking you to give one generous, one-time year-in offering towards kingdom builders as soon as you can. Maybe it's based on a on a bonus that's coming on the way in the spring or whatever, but we're asking for you to give generously towards that in a one-time offering. And we're asking that you commit to giving to Kingdom Builders monthly so that we can sustain this, so that it can keep going and building. And you'll see that outlined on the commitment form in your bulletin. There's absolutely a financial component to this, and it's big. So please pray. Pray and give generously to build the kingdom of God. Our goal is to raise, like I said last week, $200,000 for kingdom builders in 2018. Half of that is coming from our 10% of general fund, the, the leadership team, the admin team. All of us as staff pastors, we're committing by faith to give 10% of the general, general fund to tithe what we bring in as a church to kingdom builders. But the other half is going to come from you giving above and beyond. There's a financial component to this. We're not going to do another offering for other things. Outside of an emergency, we're saying this is it. We're coming to you about kingdom builders each year, one time a year, and, and we're not going to come to you for other things. We're not going to do a Peru offering. We're not going to do an online church offering. We're not going to do some other. This is it. We're, just, we're planning ahead for 2018, and we're asking for you to get on board in that way. And we'll be reporting on mission, missionaries and organizations that we support in Kingdom Builders on a regular basis to keep it in front of you. Somebody asked, hey, so if we, can we give another time? Yes, we'll take your money for Kingdom Builders anytime, okay? I'll take it anytime, all right? So, yes, you can give another time. If you know, like I said, a bonus is coming in the spring or something, but you know what it is or close to what it is, and you can fill out your commitment form now, that would help us in planning for that. Uh, but, or God blesses you with more than you thought in 2018, and you want to give extra to Kingdom Builders. Absolutely, obviously, you can give any time towards Kingdom Builders, and we'll be talking with you about commitments um, throughout the year and there may be fundraisers where students or whoever are selling something to pay for camp or peru that's not what i'm talking about okay so there'll be fundraisers and stuff but we won't come to you uh, for another special offering this will be it each year and if if you're already given the missions i had this question too if you're already given the missions on a regular basis then just start earmarking that kingdom builders because that is our missions and so you can just do kingdom builders you're already in if you're doing that and someone asked me also, how should we give to kingdom builders? And like cash works, so you can do cash, uh, but you can just really just include kingdom builders giving in your normal giving, however you normally give. If you write a check, just put in the memo line how much you want to go to kingdom builders. If you do it online, do it online. There's a kingdom builders fund. Does that make sense? So you're not writing a check to Kingdom Builders. You're writing a check to Great Oaks like always. We move the money into a separate account, and we support the ministries that we've been talking about. So for your monthly commitment to it, uh, we would like you to go to our website, set that up automatically. What that does is that our, our church software will tell us, like, how much we can expect to come in next month. Does that make sense? So how many of you, like, business-wise, that makes sense, right? Even personal finances, like, you want to know 
what you're getting paid, right? You want to know uh, how to budget. So it's, it's really just a real practical thing. It helps you because it happens automatically. You don't think about it. But also uh, it helps us because we look at it and we go, hey, we know this much is coming in so we can tell the organizations that we're supporting. They, they can expect X amount and they can budget. So it just helps us and it helps them. So if you can, go online and set that up to be recurring, whatever your monthly gift to Kingdom Builders is. And then make sure you get the Kingdom Builders initiative sheet on the way out at the Welcome Center uh, before you leave. It'll give you a breakdown of all that we're giving. If you weren't here last week, make sure you listen to the message and then read over that, and uh, it'll kind of catch you up. So it is about finances, using what God has given you to build his kingdom, but it isn't just about finances. This is about building the kingdom of God with your personal service as well, serving. So when you fill out the commitment form, we're wanting you to commit to build God's kingdom here at Great Oaks by serving in a ministry here at Great Oaks. And so that's our first thing, serve in a ministry here. If you're not doing that already, let us know where you want to serve. We'll get you plugged in, and that's part of being a kingdom builder. The other thing is serving out in our community. And so this, this is how we become the church instead of just go to church, right? Uh, so serve in a ministry and then serve out in, uh, in a community. Serve, serve in a community ministry, a compassion ministry that we serve with, that we partner with, that we support on that list. Or do that yourself. Find one that you like, that your heart gets excited about and serve there. Or create one, right? In a minute, we're going to talk to some kingdom builders who created some ministries, some compassion ministries. Maybe you want to do that. Maybe that's you yourself. Maybe you do that as a family. Maybe you do that um, with your life group, but you serve out in the community. And, uh, and we, you serve out in the community to help our community and to help compassion ministries. And so I want to be clear. We, we need you here at Great Oaks. So if you you know, it's great if you serve out in the community, and we want that, but we also need you here. So we need life group leaders, and we need admin team members, and we need kids workers, and we need worship team. Like, we need to continue to grow. Our church is growing. We need your help here. We need you to serve at Great Oaks. If you're not doing that, please consider serving as soon as possible. But we also encourage you to serve out in the community um, as we help you do that. So I want you to hear uh, from some of our people here at Great Oaks that are already doing this. They're already supporting or serving out in our community. They're already kingdom builders who have, by the power of the Holy Spirit, found ways to build the kingdom of God here in our community. And it's, it's inspiring. And they've done it in hugely significant ways. And so I want you to hear from them. Check out this video uh, to get us going. Hi, we're Kevin and Debbie Rao. We've been here at Great Oaks for about 12 years. Here at church, we work in Tiny Tots Nursery. We help serve coffee. Uh, I've served on the leadership team. And I've worked in the kitchen helping with special events. And in the community, we manage Reclaimed Resale. A reclaimed Resale was started back in around 2013. Um, our goal was to take donated goods and turn them into money, which we could give back to the community in the ways to other charities. Another one of the original goals was to have a faith-based youth center in town. And so that's one of the things that we've been striving for um, in the past years. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Blanchard. I have been going here for 21 years, ever since I was a baby, so I was born and raised here. I serve as the worship leader in Upstreet, and I also help serve in Willow Oaks with the kids there. 
I started serving in my community um, a little while ago now with Youth for Christ. And in juvenile justice ministry, I serve at the youth farm, which is a residential group home, and also in juvenile detention centers in both Peoria and McLean County. My name is Mike Hazelbush. I've been attending Great Oaks for about eight years with my family. I'm on the leadership team and also part of the student ministry uh, service projects, uh, coordinating those. Uh, in, in addition with youth, uh, I'm uh, volunteering at the Dream Center in downtown Peoria, where we teach uh, motorcycle repair and automotive repair as part of a vocational technology program that we just launched there the last year. My name is Kristen Springer, and we have been attending Great Oaks for a little over five years. Within the church, I serve in Tiny Tots, host a life group, and my husband and I also teach the Next Steps Class 101. In the community, I enjoy serving with Metamore Area Weekend Snack Pack, which is a ministry that provides food to qualifying students in the Metamore Township High School area. I serve on the Snack Pack Board and also help pack the bags each month. I also love volunteering at Metamore Grade School. As a former teacher, I enjoy being able to help the teachers as much as I can. I serve on several PTO committees and also help in several classrooms each week. I feel that God has given me a heart to serve, especially those children in our local communities. Hi, I'm Justin Rao. Uh, I've been at Great Oaks for many years. I grew up going to the high school ministry at Great Oaks, actually Culture Shift, when I was around. After I graduated from high school, God called me away uh, to Taylor University, and while I was there, I served in multiple different areas. One of those was uh, at Miracle Camp and Retreat Center as a summer camp counselor, and then another one was actually coming back here to Great Oaks and serving as an intern. Um, since graduating, I served at Miracle Camp for another two years as an intern, but then came back to the Metamora area to serve the high school, Metamora High School here as the director of Campus Life Ministry with Youth for Christ. All right, aren't these people pretty good looking up here? Got some good looking people up here. So I'm excited that you guys are here just to kind of share with us uh, your journey and what the Lord has done in and through you. And so let's start out just by, just by I just want to ask you, like, how, how did you kind of get going in these ministries? Um, was it like you were just out in the community, saw a need and, and jumped in? Or um, how did you get to where you thought serving in our community was something you wanted to do? Anybody? For us, the, the short answer is um, we knew that's what God wanted us to do. Kevin uh, retired in 2009, and that although that was a shock to us and not in our plans, we knew that it didn't surprise God at all that mm -hmm. he had a plan, and so we began praying. And um, prayed, and in 2013, Chris Genders approached us with the opportunity to um, manage a resale store, and so we, that's what we've been praying for, so we mm -hmm. stepped through. And awesome. step through that door. That's awesome. Someone else, how'd you get going in these kind of ministries? It was a little different for me. Um, uh, you, some of you know I got back trouble, so that uh, surgery kind of limited me to things I could do that I enjoyed doing. And so I started uh, doing some more fun stuff and started rebuilding motorcycles in my garage, which led to the Dream Center stuff. And after two or three started collecting, my wife gently suggested, 
that I should find somewhere else to go with the motorcycles <laughs> and start teaching and doing something I enjoyed teaching. I had a friend at the Dream Center, and we, uh, we started there. Cool, cool. Uh, for me, with Weekend Snack Pack, uh, actually, we joined a small group um, close to right when we started here at Great Oaks. And somehow Snack Pack came up in one of our conversations, and a few of us challenged each other to get involved, not really even knowing a lot about it. And that was four years ago. And I love serving on Snack Pack now. So, Good. For me, um, you know, it's been a long journey. <laughs> I don't really know how God brought me here or why he brought me here. But um, specifically, I started here with Youth for Christ a year ago. Um, and ultimately, it just comes down to uh, the impact the ministry had on me when I was growing up in Metamora mm. and um, where I felt like God was leading me. Lizzie, how'd you get going in this? Yeah, so I grew up um, in the church here. I was actually coming as a baby. My mom had me in the carrier. So I've been born and raised here, and I started my um, serving here at the church. So when I was probably between 10 and 12, I started doing upstreet worship in the back. And I've been doing that since. And also with Little Oaks, I helped back there. And so I really got started just here at the church, figuring out um, what God had called me to do here. And then that's helped me to, outside of these walls, see how he's called me in other ways. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, I, in the video, I noticed that everybody kind of had a, a history at Great Oaks. Did you guys notice that? So they had a history of like, hey, I do this, I do that. I'm on the LT. I'm on, I serve in kids ministry. And then God led them to serve out in the community. And I think that's the progression. I think that uh, the Lord teaches us to serve uh, through the church and in the local church. And then that opens up our eyes to what we can do out in the community. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, I think that's kind of the way it happens. And so um, I think that's, that's really good. So Mike, let me ask you a question. Um, if you th guys think I should ask Mike a question, he's... Okay. Uh, so at the Dream Center, you work with predominantly African-American kids who come from pretty, pretty tough situations um, in the city of Peoria. So what got a white upper middle class guy like you who lives out here to give so much time and money in that environment? So I'm going to answer your question with two questions for everybody. This requires audience participation. You guys too. Okay. <laughs> First question. It's really simple. How many of you own more than one shirt? Raise your hand. I'm serious. Raise your hand. This is important. There's a reason. Thank you. Second question, just as important, same thing, participation here too. <laughs> How many of you are worried that when you leave here today to go home between here and your home that you're going to be assaulted. Anybody? Huh, none. The kids we serve answer those questions differently than you do. And when I learned that, it really, uh, it touched me. And uh, as we started teaching down there and seeing a huge gap in number one, male role models, positive male role models on the south side of Peoria. And number two, and showing these kids and teaching them skills, life skills, that they can get out and break that cycle of poverty. Hmm. Can I tell you about three of them? Do it. If I do it really quick? Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm going to cut you off if it's not quick. I figured you would. So <laughs> Isaiah started working with one of my first students. He started last August. At that time, we had one instructor, one motorcycle, and a 10 by 10 room. But he came, when he came, the youth director said, he, you know, he's been a problem, so if you got trouble, let me know, we'll work through it. Well, Isaiah came and never a problem at all because he's a gifted natural mechanic and he loves it. He craves, number one, mechanical stuff and number two, the attention of a male role model. Happens to be me, maybe not the best in the world, but it's what they got. 
Um, we deal with what we exactly. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Sabrina's our first uh, young lady. She started this fall. And uh, what a cheerful little girl, 12 years old. But where she lives, you'd be surprised that she's that cheerful because I watch her and her mom walk home after I drive and they're walking back home and I'm driving here. They're walking to the Salvation Army where they live, at the Salvation Army. But she's a cheerful little girl, 12 year old, wonders why am I the only girl? I said, well, you're the first one, bring your friends. And the third one's JQ. He came this uh, semester started and I introduced myself, I had Mr. H, I'm a motorcycle instructor. He said, I know you. I said, what? No, JQ, we've never met before. I said, no, no, you came to my school in August and you shook my hand and told me to have a great day. And I noticed on his shirt, it said Quest Academy. Well, Tim Kaufman invited me and a bunch of other guys to go down there. A hundred men with matching t-shirts lined the sidewalks when these kids got off the bus first day of school. There was a hundred of us there shaking their hands, high five and so and so and so, but he remembered that. Hmm. So never, ever, ever underestimate the power of a kind word to somebody. You have no idea who you can influence, and I had no idea, but uh, awesome. that's why. That's awesome. Isn't that cool what God does specifically in the lives of people who have need? It's great. It takes faithfulness, and I love Mike. His, you know, he's, he's kind of got that self, what do you call it, deprecating humor, <laughs> to where he talks about himself lowly, uh, just to kind of make a joke, but also to remain humble. And I think if we humbly offer ourselves, it's not that we have all the answers or that, that we're perfect and we can fix everybody's problem, but we have what we have, we, who, we are who we are, and we offer that to the community. We offer that to Jesus to use in his kingdom and building his kingdom. And then these kids' lives are transformed because of that. So that, that is really awesome. Kristen, you work with Snack Pack alongside Debbie and some other people in our church. Um, so you've got kids of your own, you volunteer at school like every single day of your life, you're on the leadership team here, you teach 101, you work in the kids ministry, so like a lot of us, you've got a lot going on, um, you're, you're pretty, probably pretty busy, so why did you add this to your schedule? Um, for me, I have a, a passion for children, um, I feel like God has blessed me with that, and also for local community, um, not that I don't think outreach outside of here is good too, but I have a heart for our community, and I know that there are a lot of people in our community who work hard and still cannot make ends meet, and so there are a lot of kids who don't have enough, and the little bit that we can provide them on the weekends makes my heart happy to know that they've got what they need. Um, you know, I think about if we were in that situation, my own family, that we would be blessed with a ministry that could help us on the weekends. Um, for me, it's just all about the kids. That's good. It's really good. So there are kids in our community who eat at school but don't have the money or don't get meals throughout the weekend. And Snack Pack sends them home with meals, right? That's right. Every Friday or whatever the last day of the school week is, we send home a sack with some lunch items, snack, breakfast items. We serve approximately 220 kids each week in the Metamore Township High School area. We also tried over the summer um, kind of a pilot program at Metamore Grade School because while those kids are being fed through the year, what's happening during the summer? And so we served quite a few kids at Metamore Grade School this summer where their parents actually came and picked up the bags instead of them being sent home. And I think that proves the need um, that the parents, they know they need to come pick it up. They know that mm -hmm. that's what their kids need and mm -hmm. they know that that's what their family needs. 
and the, it's not shrinking the number no, of no the number yeah. is continually growing yeah which in a way is sad that that's what our community needs but it's so awesome that that it's people are becoming more aware of it and we can help those kids yeah okay good so when I moved here I didn't think there would be a lot of kids who needed meals on the weekends so maybe that's something that's new to you as well but 200 you said 220 kids uh, that we are able that snack pack is able to feed so that's that's awesome thank you for for your service so Kevin and Debbie so when I think about retirement I mean let's just all think about retirement for a second I don't think about moving furniture like going and picking up tons of furniture from people and clothes and whatever else reorganizing it cleaning it running a store and that doesn't, that doesn't get me excited about retirement. You guys get excited about that? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when someone asks me to help them move, like move their house, I'm doing something that day, right? And so, but Kevin, he's moving furniture like every single day of his life. So um, what, what made you choose to do this in your retirement? Well, as Deb said, you know, when, when I retired, um, our, most of our kids were in school or in college at the time. And we just put out to God, okay, we're available. Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? Um, this opportunity came up as far as running, managing a resale store. And, and honestly, the two of us are like, really, God, this is what you want us to do? <laughs> of everything we said, we'll go anywhere. We'll do whatever you want us to do. And this is what you want us to do. Um, but it has been real eye-opening to us. It's changed our lives, definitely. Um, we've given away in about three years a little over 165000 back to the community. Praise God. That's um, awesome. But it's not, awesome. it's not just the money that we're giving. We're, we're, we have affordable items for people that can't afford. Mm -hmm. uh, we've given to people that uh, don't have anything, and we'll just give items to them. And, and the volunteers. We have 60-some volunteers that work at the store, um, people that may have never known each other within the community. I think it's been a ministry to them, too to be able to get to know each other and to have that passion. We're not doing it by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I think one of the things that inspires me about Kevin and Debbie is that they have this understanding, uh, well, I guess a couple things. One of them is that they have this understanding that you don't retire from building God's kingdom, right? That there's no moment where you're like, okay, now I get to stop building God's kingdom. <laughs> that's not the way it works. Uh, in fact, when you retire, maybe God calls you to something else. They looked at retirement as a chance to do more for Christ. And that's not normal. Most people look at retirement, in my experience, as a chance to kind of go to the beach, right, <laughs> and just hang out. But God said, no, I, I've got something specific for you to do. So that's one thing that inspires me about you guys. And the other thing that inspires me is just this uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Kevin, uh, <laughs> spirit where, where you're going, not, not only am I going to serve God, but I, so you, you might have looked at your personal finances. You're like, I can't give $165,000 to, um, to the community in three years. Most of us can't do that. Uh, but they created this thing. They created Reclaimed. And now that is, is making money and serving people, like you said, but making these finances to be used and sown into the kingdom of God. I mean, isn't that awesome? I mean, oh, oh, and yeah. And 
I'm just thinking like, what else, what else is there out there that we're not thinking of, you know, like that we need to pray about? Let's pray that God gives us creativity to build his kingdom in ways that we're not thinking of right now, in ways that are out of the box. To me, this is an out of the box kind of a thought process. So thank you for that. You guys are, are very, very inspiring to, to a lot of us. So Lizzie, you said your name was Elizabeth, but we call you Lizzie. Is that all right? perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. So you work uh, with pretty troubled kids um, at the juvenile detention centers and places like that. Um, so you go to very guarded, very locked up places. And you're this sweet, smiley girl. When I first met you, I, I would have never thought that you would go to places like that and hang out in places like that. So talk to us about God calling you kind of out of your comfort zone or is that your comfort zone? I don't know. No, that is definitely out of my comfort zone. Um, as a matter of fact, last week at this time, I was locked up in the JDC for a fundraiser. <laughs> I was going to say, hold up, hold up. She didn't tell me that. She didn't tell me that. <laughs> and Background checks. Yeah, Had, no. Hadn't come through yet. And you're sleeping on a concrete slab, and you're getting, like, the slop food. And so comfort wasn't in my mind during that whole experience, for sure. Um, but I think that's just part of how God operates, calling you out of your comfort zone, because it stretches you. It stretches your faith, for sure. Um, also support fundraising, that stretches your faith. So God really just kind of, I think that comfort word is something that hangs us up as an expectation of maybe what ministry can be. Like, I'll follow my niche and we'll be good. Um, but I think as Christians, when you view the example that Christ gave for us, I don't think Christ would say his journey here was comfortable by any means. Um, so that's been kind of a standard I'm keeping at and encouragement because, like you said, this was out of my comfort zone. And if you would have asked me a year ago that I would be going to juvenile detention centers and the youth farm where I'm primarily at, I'm site director for Youth for Christ activities there, um, I would have thought you were crazy because it was never on my plan. But I think that just shows how God works in your life and kind of changes your plans. But, yeah, that's primarily where I'm at is the youth farm in Peoria. It's right behind the county jail. And we do programming there three, three days out of the week, um, kind of a church service on Sunday and some Bible studies. And it's awesome just seeing, you know, the kids who have had terrible situations, as Mike was saying, um, just kind of grow and kind of discover with you, walk alongside you. And mm. it's been a privilege. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. So, Justin, how's it going, man? Going well. <laughs> Good answer. So, Justin, <laughs> Justin Rao, so your parents are up here. Is that kind of weird? Not really. Not at all. Okay, good. Uh, I don't think that's... Life, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence that we've got... Debbie and Kevin and Debbie Rao and, and their son Justin up here. I don't think that just happens. Uh, so I, I, I want you just to think about that. Think about your legacy for a moment. Think about that, that third John, second John, I think, passage that I've got no greater joy than to see my children walking in the faith. And uh, I'm sure that you guys have joy in seeing Justin up here. So um, I think that's something we can all aspire to. But you uh, work for Youth for Christ uh, in Metamora, and so you're in schools, you're on campuses. Uh, relationally, we had coffee the other day at Eli's. You were talking about how your, um, your ministry is very relational, very kind of one-on-one and talking with students and being there for them. 
Uh, so that's, that's what you're doing, hurting. Uh, you're, you're discipling people when they're hurting, um, helping this next generation. So, so why are you not off, like, making money in some big career? <laughs> like, why, why are you not doing what people your age are usually doing, which is getting that career started and, and paying your dues so that you'll have a nice retirement nest egg? I mean, why, why this? Well... Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, well, I would probably say it's because of what I mentioned before, the impact uh, that campus life and Great Oaks had on my life growing up. Um, the interactions that I had with Eric Potter, who was the campus life leader when I was there, uh, led me towards looking towards ministry. When I was in high school, I would never see myself doing something like this. I absolutely hated public speaking in any way, shape, or form. And I wasn't good at it. So um, I did not think God would be calling me to ministry, but uh, Eric Potter gave me an opportunity. Um, and through that opportunity, I found out I enjoyed talking about my faith. Mm. Um, so that was the first step, and that's part of the reason why I love Youth for Christ. Um, but over the years, like I said, it's been a long journey. God's been teaching me a lot and uh, pulling me towards this for many years, I think. Um, one memory that I have interning here at Great Oaks, like I said in the video, um, I was working under Chris Genders, actually, and uh, when I got done with that internship, Chris would say that that internship turned me off to student ministry. I remember mm -hmm. him saying that specifically, which at the time was true. I was doing middle school ministry, and that's not my strong suit <laughs> at all. So um, that, was, that was definitely rough for me. But um, Are you saying that if you want to get turned off to youth ministry... <laughs> You should hang out with middle school students? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that's not my gifting. Uh, for, for me, um, I love having deep conversations. And with middle school students, you can't do that. So um, when you get to high school, you can, you can have some more of those deep conversations. But personally, um, part of what God's gifted me in and part of the passions God has given me are for people. Uh, and Campus Life is a very relational ministry. Campus Life uh, is a Youth for Christ program that focuses on the lost students within the high school. So it's pretty much a missions uh, organization reaching students in our community. Mm -hmm. um, it's run very much like a youth group at times, um, but the entire base of that ministry are uh, adults in our community coming alongside students and building relationships with them and discipling them ultimately. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that campus life fit, fit that um, passion in my life. Um, there were many years. My internship at Miracle Camp was only supposed to be a one-year internship, and um, it ended up being two years because I could not figure out what God was calling me to. Um, in the end, there were multiple opportunities that came up. Um, there were two times that I had a job offered to me but felt God was calling me somewhere else, and that other job didn't work out, um, which I realized God was just had something else for me at the time. So um, ultimately, I think God's gifted us all in different ways. And for me, campus life ministry, uh, relational ministry is where that fits. Yeah, good. Thanks for your service with our students in Metamora. We appreciate you. We're running out of time, but let me just ask you, is it worth it? I mean, you guys give your time and your energy and your finances and all of that and some, some years of your life as far as like retirement and career building years and things like that. 
uh, is it worth it? I mean, you got some stories to tell us, like, what, what is it? Is it worth it? Somebody jump in. It brings us great joy, first of all. It's fun. Yeah. We really have fun. Good. Um, Even when you're moving tables <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, Caring yes. for people, you know, um, we've had, we were closed one day and a lady came to the door that needed a coat. It was getting to be cold. And so we're able to care for her in that way. Heart House calls us from time to time with people that show up with nothing but the clothes on their back. Mm. So we're able to help them. Or maybe a woman uh, now has a job and she needs clothes for that. It, excuse me. It's also changed our family. Mm. Um, when we we were a little self-sufficient in what we thought in our head when Kevin had the job that he did. And God yanking us out of that and putting us where we are not only changed our hearts, but our children, too. Mm, cool. So it's worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Somebody else jump in. Is it worth it? If you think about how much we've been given in this area and compare where we're living and what we have to the students Kristen serving, the students Lily's, Lily, Lizzie, sorry, <laughs> Lizzie's serving, the students who serve the Dream Center and their families, we've been incredibly gifted. In Luke 12, I paraphrase, I don't quote very well, but something about Jesus said, uh, too much who is given, much is required. Yeah. It doesn't say requested, it says required. That's a pretty strong command, and that makes it worth it. Yeah, good, good. Someone else, last one. Short answer, yes. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, I think all of us would agree here, being a kingdom builder is simply an opportunity to see God work. And um, for me, doing student ministry, seeing God move in students' lives, seeing students accept Christ for the first time mm -hmm. uh, is extremely worth it. Awesome, awesome. Okay, one last thought, Lizzie, to the people. If you're going to leave them with one thing you want them to hear, Kingdom Builders-wise, I'm going to put her on, on the... You guys ready for this? Lizzie's totally ready for this. <laughs> Better be good, right? In the last it's going to be awesome. No, if I had to leave you with one thought um i guess it would be that remember you have a big god um going into ministry or whatever volunteer wise volunteering in church volunteering community it's easy to think what can i do i'm one person or um, am i equipped to do this things like that but i would encourage you that it's not you doing it and up here looking at us it's not us doing this it's not like we're some special person i am not um, it's God working through us. He's put that calling on us to, you need to go help those in the detention center. You need to help with reclaimed resale. And so when you're praying about what you can do for the community, what you can do in your church body, um, just remember that that's God through you and that he's going to give you a mission. And like earlier, we were listening to Oceans, and I was just thinking when it says, um, I'll take you out on the waters, like farther than your feet can wander. If you truly ask him to use you, bank on he's going to do it like again i was not expecting to be doing what i'm doing but he put me there so that would be my encouragement um god's going to be working through you and that's really exciting so. awesome thank you you guys hang up here just a minute longer so um you won't be the first kingdom builder from great oaks you don't have to pioneer this thing not even close these behind me and many others are already doing it. But if, if you're not a kingdom builder, it's time. It's time to commit. It's time to sacrifice. It's time to give. It's time to build the kingdom of God here in the church, out in the community, and all over the world. We, we need you.
Those in darkness need you to shine the light. We've tried to be clear about what we're asking you to do. Grab the commitment form in your bulletin. Make sure that you pray over it. Get it back to us as soon as you can. There are extras at the Welcome Center on your way out. Commit to be a kingdom builder by serving regularly in a kingdom ministry here at Great Oaks, by serving a compassion ministry out in the community, and by, by giving financially above and beyond your tithe to the kingdom builders fund so that we can have an even greater impact. We can expand the walls of our church and have an even greater impact. So pray about what God would have you given a one-time offering by the year end or close to it and what you would commit to monthly both. Pray about where he wants you to serve. If you need help figuring that out, we got some help here, okay? If you need some help figuring out where it is that you need to serve or where you can serve, where opportunities are in the community or in our church, we would love to help you do that. Don't, don't stop because of that. We'll help you. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what you can afford to give. Time, finances, energy. I don't know what you can afford to give, but I know this. We can't afford. The church can't afford. Our community can't afford. The world can't afford for you and me to do nothing. Let's build God's kingdom together, shall we? Let's pray. Lord, we ask for your help in building your kingdom. We know, God, like Lizzie said, that you are a big God and that when we ask God for your, um, your wisdom and guidance, Jesus, you, you give us that and, and you ask us to do big things and we step out, Holy Spirit, and we trust that you're going to... Us. God, I thank you that you don't call us to things that you won't accomplish through us, that it's you who accomplishes those things, that you equip those you call with resources, with abilities, with talents, with giftings, with people, with wisdom. You equip us to fulfill the calling that you've placed on our lives. And so right now I pray against fear. I pray against confusion and doubt. I pray in Jesus' name that instead of all that, we would have, every person in here would have in their hearts a desire, a drive, a passion to build your kingdom here at Great Oaks, out in our community, and to the ends of the earth. We love you, Jesus, and we know that as we live a life of an open hand, like Mike said, blessing those who need it out of the blessing you've given us. You've given us so much to whom much is given, much is required. As we live a life of an open hand, God, we trust that you will provide, that you will take care of us, and that you will lead us. We're praying big prayers because you're a big God. Use us, God. Use us to build your kingdom. Use Great Oaks. Expand our walls farther than we've ever thought possible, God. Do something big and miraculous in our individual lives, in our families' lives, but here as a church, Grow us to a, to a place that we can't even fathom today. Not in necessarily in numbers, but in impact and in influence as we help people stuck in darkness see your light. We love you, Lord. As we do that, we trust you to take care of us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Why don't you stand with us? Here's my prayer for you and for us. We're going to sing a, a last worship song. There's going to be prayer workers at the sides that will pray with you at the end of service or during this song, but here's my prayer for us. May we step out of our comfort zone and build the kingdom of God where it is most needed. 
May we make the soundest investment we're ever going to make by giving generously to build God's kingdom. And may the Lord give us faith, faith to do it all for him. God bless. Next week, like I said, we start a series called Rhythm that I'm really excited about. But turn that commitment in, pray, ask me questions if you have questions about kingdom builders, but jump on board and let's build God's kingdom here, okay? You with me? All right, let's sing.